Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Dr. Barry Seals about the Resolution Zone Diet. This episode is brought to you by the Functional Neurology Center, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are leaders in neural recovery and experienced in treating complex concussion cases with dysautonomia, vertigo, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in the Midwest. They've greatly helped me and many others. You can find them online at thefunctionalneurologycenter.com. Hello, I am Amy Zellmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project, and I'm author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, which is available on Amazon. And I recently launched, launched the Brain Health Magazine. You can grab your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. You can learn more about me and find previous podcasts at facesoftbi.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zalmer. And don't forget to join my Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other caregivers, survivors, and loved ones. Today, my guest is Dr. Barry Seals, and he has dedicated the last 35 years of his research career to studying the links between diet, hormones, and health, and is dedicated to restoring a state of health that can be controlled by reducing inflammation in your body. In his research, he studies dietary control of hormonal response and develops innovative approaches to help treat and reverse silent inflammation, the leading cause of cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes. His research has led to his best-selling books, Enter the Zone, Mastering the Zone, Zone Perfect Meals in Minutes, and he additionally penned The Soy Zone, Anti-Aging Zone, Omega Zone, Toxic Fat, A Week in the Zone, The Mediterranean Zone, and most recently released The Resolution Zone. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Seal. So happy to have you here. Well, thank you very much, Amy. Yes, we had you on uh, about a year ago, I think, uh, talking about one of your previous books. And now you have a new one out called The Resolution Zone Diet. So I'm really excited to have you here. Um, I don't think you know, the average person understands how much their diet affects inflammation and how much inflammation affects their brain health as well as overall health. So I think this is going to be a great conversation. Well, I think it will be because it's germane to the uh, very important topic. Obviously, uh, you know, a traumatic brain injury, but more importantly, what causes it in terms of its uh, conditions and more importantly, how to treat it. But if we talk about uh, disease, and we'll talk about brain injury in particular, it's a disease of inflammation. We think oftentimes that inflammation is something that we should avoid. But we need some inflammation to help stay alive. It helps protect us against from microbial uh, attacks. 
It allows our physical injuries to heal. But unless that, res- unless that inflammation is resolved or turned off, then it begins to attack our tissue. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what happens in terms of traumatic brain trauma. What you have, you have an injury that causes initial neuroinflammation in the brain. But we have very few treatments, if any, to turn off that inflammation. So it keeps on generating more and more inflammatory damage and giving rise to greater and greater side effects unless one has an alternative approach to basically resolve the inflammation and repair the damage to the brain. And that's where basically my newest book, The Resolution Zone, goes into great detail. It talks about really the second phase of inflammation, the turning it off and repairing the damage. And that is controlled by the diet. Your diet can either basically accelerate that resolution and repair or it can inhibit it. And you have 100% control of that. Now, in terms of the uh, brain trauma, in terms of the ones the patients we work with, we usually work with people who are really at the very extreme cases. Those are the people who basically have exceptionally severe brain trauma and are usually wheeled to the end of the hospital. And oftentimes, the hope is they may die because if they live, they may end up being a vegetable. And those are the people we've had our greatest uh, testing on over the last decade and with, uh, we think, very, very great uh, success. And therefore, it becomes relevant to all people who have traumatic brain trauma as saying a new approach to resolve and repair the damage. Yeah. Well, can you share with us some of the symptoms one might notice um, from having too much inflammation? Well, obviously, the first one is pain. Something hurts. <laughs> and, uh, and so I so, said, okay, that, 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 doesn't give, that doesn't give me a whole lot of information, but yet it does because the pain is, again, this ongoing inflammation that's not resolved. It just keeps on mm-hmm. going like the energizer funny. Yeah. And so you have pain. You have inability to, to concentrate, the so-called brain fog, of inability to basically make good of, you know, emotional decisions. So everything that we, is important to our life gets discombobulated when we have neuroinflammation. Now, in the rest of the body, we have anti-inflammatory drugs, things like an aspirin or a a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory or even a corticosteroid. They do a wonderful job of reducing inflammation, but they cannot pass the blood-brain barrier. They cannot Mm -hmm. get into the brain to reduce inflammation. So drugs we use to reduce inflammation outside the brain are useless in terms of treating the inflammation inside the brain. So that's why when you deal with severe brain trauma patients, your usually number one uh, uh, medical uh, intervention is pack the head nice. Okay, not exactly what I call 21st century medicine. (laughs) But that's why why in the book I talk about new discoveries at Harvard Medical School, understanding a new group of hormones. They're called resolvents. These are the hormones that cause the resolution, the turning off of inflammation. And they can actually get into the brain because they are derived from the levels of omega-3 fatty acids in your diet. These are the fatty acids you find in fish and fish oils. But to get them into the brain at sufficient levels to turn off the inflammation, you require fairly high levels in the blood. And if you can reach those levels, then you see dramatic effects in all sorts of neurological injuries, severe brain trauma being one and milder brain trauma being others. So what you have to do is to say, yes, the inflammation 
that caused by the brain trauma or the injury itself is not being turned off. We need to get something inside the brain, and those omega-3 fatty acids basically are easily passed through the blood-brain barrier, and once in the brain, can made in these hormones, resolvins, that be, begin the resolution process and also the repair of the damaged tissue. And Barry, you know, what we hear a lot about like the keto diet and going gluten-free, dairy-free after a brain injury. Um, how does your diet compare or differ to those other suggested diets? Well, one, it works. <laughs> I mean, eventually that uh, we have to basically look in terms of diets. Uh, do we believe everything we read on the internet or we look at the science? The, the science of the, the zone diet is to reduce inflammation. Not to resolve it, that's all it can do is reduce it. When we've done very careful experiments comparing the zone diet to a keto diet, and these were published a decade ago, uh, the zone diet reduces inflammation. The keto diet increases inflammation. If you have an inflammatory condition, that's probably not a very good thing. On the other hand... That's fascinating. If you have a very high... Considering it's promoted as such an anti-inflammatory diet. (laughs) Which it is not. It is actually a very, very pro-inflammatory diet. But uh, that's letting science get ahead of a a good story to tell. And so this is one of the problems that people are confused completely because it's an anti-inflammatory diet saying the data says exactly the opposite. It's the best diet for weight loss. The data says just the opposite. The fact is, very careful studies done at the National Institutes of Health have shown you lose more fat on a high-carbohydrate diet of equal calories compared to a ketogenic diet. But losing fat is not do as much good in terms of treating brain trauma. We have to resolve the inflammation. And unless you get enough of these omega-3 fatty acids into the brain, you cannot make the resolvents, the hormones, that turn off the inflammation and also begin the repair process. And, so, so again, you know, uh, you're looking at an anti-inflammatory diet, but that's only the first step of the journey toward the repair of the damaged tissue. And so what would be some examples of what you might have in your, in your book um, for people to eat? Well, uh, actually, your grandmother gave you a, a pretty good indication. She said, don't leave the table until you eat all your vegetables. <laughs> what did she know? Well, she, turns out she's on the cutting edge of 21st century biotechnology. Uh, you need carbohydrates. You need some for the brain. And that is because of glucose. Without glucose, the brain basically goes into a brain fog. So one of the biggest problems in terms of, of the um, brain, it can only use glucose to make its energy. The brain's an energy hog. It composes only 2% of your body weight, yet it uses 20% of all the energy. Why? They keep that very uh, uh, energy-hungry brain going. So a ketogenic diet has virtually no carbohydrates. So you've got some problems. Now, again, so if I eat a ketogenic diet, what happens? Does my brain shut down completely? No. Ah, they say because you're making ketone bodies. That's incorrect. If you do not put enough carbohydrates into your mouth, the body will basically find another way to make carbohydrates. It will tear down muscle mass and convert it to glucose. Even people under complete starvation, that's the ultimate ketogenic diet, for 35 days, their blood sugar levels never drop below 65 milligrams per deciliter. It's low, but it's not dangerously low. 
Now, what does cortisol do in the rest of the body? It basically depresses the immune system. It makes you fatter. And it basically uh, also, if it does get into the brain, it causes destruction of the memory cells in the hippocampus. Probably not a good idea for somebody who's trying to treat brain trauma. Can, can glucose levels be too high? Of course they can. So between those levels of having very low levels of uh, glucose in the diet or too much lies the right balance, the zone. Now, uh, what's that amount? That's about 130 grams of glucose per day. I say, well, that seems like a lot. Well, you can get that if you eat 10 servings of vegetables per day. That's a lot of vegetables. That's about two pounds of vegetables per day. That's why your grandmother told you, you never leave the table until you eat all your vegetables. <laughs> now you have to balance that with protein. Just like basically a carburetor of a car. You can't drive a car all on gas or all on air. So now the amount of carbohydrate coming in is now balanced by the amount of protein. How much? About the amount at each meal you can fit on the palm of your hand. Now I'm six foot four, so my palm is probably a little bigger than yours. Not that much bigger though. So that means I need about 30 grams of protein per meal. You might need maybe, oh, 25. And that's it. You're done. And then add some non-inflammatory fat, like olive oil. You're done. That's a drug. You take the drug three times a day, and what you've done, you've done everything in your power to reduce the levels of inflammation. But that is still not going to affect brain trauma. You have to get now these omega-3 fatty acids at fairly high levels into the blood. The uh, average American takes in about 100 milligrams a day of omega-3 fatty acids. The studies that we've done in terms of treating very severe brain trauma, we're using about 16 grams a day of these omega-3 fatty acids. But in those, at those levels, then you see some dramatic effects. Uh, perhaps you remember the, the Sago mine disaster a decade ago when uh, 13 miners were trapped in a uh, mine uh, cave-in and surrounded mm, yeah. by carbon monoxide for 41 hours. No human being has ever survived that long. So when they broke through the mine, 12 of the 13 were dead. The one they brought out of the mine was virtually dead on arrival. Uh, when they brought him to the hospital, uh, he had basically heart failure, kidney failure, liver failure, and brain failure. When they did an MRI, they could find no white matter. So that night I got a phone call from his um, neurosurgeon who had read one of my books. He said, I'm desperate, and I think the only thing we can do is give him fish oil as you recommend your books. How much do you recommend? I said about 15 grams because we had just finished a study with children with ADHD, another a neurological inflammatory disease. He said, uh, it sounds stupid, but I have no option. So we started basically feeding uh, the, uh, the, uh, the one survivor that amount of omega-3 fatty acids per day through his feeding tube. After two months, he came out of his coma. So they sent him to a rehab hospital and continued the omega-3 fatty acids using a new high-tech delivery system called a tablespoon. It takes two <laughs> tablespoons a day. Now, two months after that, he went home. His heart was normal, his kidney was normal, his liver was normal, and he gave a press conference worthy of any politician. Now, how could this happen? Because at those high levels, the levels of resolvents are being formed could now, now re resolve the inflammation in all those different tissues, including the brain, but also cause regeneration. 
Now, maybe it's a lucky break, but we now have done it about 25 times, over and over again, again, in severe brain trauma patients. Uh, and if it works in severe brain trauma patients, then people like yourself who had less severe but still disabling brain trauma, it will work just as effectively in them. And that's the beauty of it. You're using a natural product that can be purified to high potency and high purity and basically let the body generate the healing process because the healing process, which we call healing, is what I call really the resolution response. It requires the reduction of inflammation coupled with the resolution of inflammation and finally the repair of the tissue damage caused by the inflammation. So what is good for brain trauma is also good for the heart. It's also good for the pancreas. That's why we've been using the same protocol to basically reverse type 1 diabetes. So it's a a type of technology that if you understand the very intricate biochemistry, it's applicable to virtually every aspect of chronic disease that we uh, encounter in modern medicine. So, Dr. Seals, I, I, there's two things you've brought up, and I want to spend a little more time talking about them. The first one is you mentioned cortisol, and I think that bears a little bit of time to talk about what it is because very, very common after brain injury that your cortisol kind of gets turned on. It's that fight-or-flight reaction that we have, um, and that cortisol itself can be very inflammatory in our body. Um, so can you just talk to that just a little bit about cortisol? Yes, uh, the, the hormone cortisol is our body's natural anti-inflammatory drug. Uh, the, the hormones that cause inflammation, they're called acosinoids. And what cortisol does, it turns off the production of acosinoid production. And as a consequence, you reduce inflammation. Good news. The bad news is the longer you use uh, uh, cortisol or corticosteroids, which are even more powerful versions, what they do, they now basically cause this inflammatory response because they now increase insulin resistance. They make you fat. Uh, They depress the immune system. And if they get into the brain at all, then basically they cause damage to the hippocampus. We lose memory. That's why when you have corticosteroids, these are drugs of last resort. They work, but they have tremendous collateral damage. The question is, can you get the same benefits of corticosteroids without all this collateral damage? The answer is, yes, you can. Rather than basically shutting down acosinoids, you start to make more of these hormones called resolvent, which means you need more omega-3 fatty acids. And so, but all this is new information, known only to a very few number in the medical uh, researchers, but it's applicable to everyone who has any type of inflammatory condition. Because now I say, I can use my diet coupled with fish oil to basically now control the levels of inflammation. Remember, there's two parts of the game. I've got to turn it on to survive, but I have to turn it off to stay well. Mm-hmm. And if those two parts of the game are balanced, you maintain wellness as long as possible. When they're unbalanced, you develop chronic disease at an earlier age and at a faster rate. So the second thing that you lightly touched on, but I want to go back to, um, is ADD. Uh, Very often after brain injury, people experience ADD-type symptoms. I know I did. I could not concentrate on anything. 
Um, and some doctors even go so far as saying it's TBI-induced ADD, which isn't actually even a real thing. Um, and they try, you know, they want to put them on Ritalin or Adderall. Um, and, you know, the, the ADD component is, you know, you very quickly touched on it, so I want to go back to it. Um, but it's inflammation. Um, so can you kind of dive into that a little deeper? Well, you're quite right. You know, that ADD, and, and, and this is also true of depression. Depression is also in yeah. neuroinflammatory yeah, yeah. disease. And, uh, but, you, but again, so whether we're talking about brain trauma, depression, or ADHD, again, or unless we, add, we might as well add to it multiple sclerosis, another inflammatory condition that's a neurological, uh, we have a case of excess inflammation that's not being turned off. As I said earlier, what are the hormones in our body that turn off it? They're called resolvents. But unless you have enough omega-3 fatty acids in the diet, you can't make them. And so, uh, again, this is why when I got that call from the neurosurgeon about the brain trauma patient, I described the Seagull Mind Disaster. We just finished a study with the, the leading ADHD researcher in America uh, using his uh, patients who are already on their optimal dose of Ritalin or Concerta. And to these children, we put them on the zone diet, an anti-inflammatory diet, plus high-dose fish oils. And you can see within the first 30 days dramatic improvements in their behavior, not assessed by their parents or their teachers, but by trained uh, you know, psychologists and basically um, psychiatrists who basically were blinded. And you can see it also in their blood. There's a blood test that tells you how much omega-3 fatty acids you need. It's a ratio of two fatty acids in the blood. And when you see people with depression or ADHD, their levels are much higher than the average American, who are much too high to begin with. But when you reduce that level, all of a sudden, you see within a matter of 30 days, dramatic improvements in terms of their ability to concentrate. Why? Because you're reducing the inflammation in the brain. In fact, we had a, a recent uh, publication of looking at uh, a young man of about 20 with autism. And we gave him the same high levels, you would see an improvement of basically his cognitive function until he reached that level and then leveled off. So basically, uh, there's virtually, uh, to this point in time, very few uh, neurological conditions that high-dose omega-3 fatty acids do not have a significant positive benefit. So you're talking a lot about fatty omega-3s and... What are your thoughts on supplementing that with supplements versus eating it? Well, it, first of all, it's very hard to eat it. Uh, right. Because, again, that, <laughs> a lot. Most Americans like lean fish. Lean fish are lean because they contain very little amounts of omega-3 fatty acids. So if I want to basically get, uh, uh, the, let's say, and in the old days, two, two or three generations ago, your parents did this. They gave you a tablespoon of cod liver oil. <laughs> uh, disgusting food. But it contained about two and a half grams of omega-3 fatty acids. Remember I said earlier, today the average American takes in about 100 milligrams. That's a dramatic drop. So to get uh, 200 or 2.5 grams of omega-3 fatty acids, you'd have to eat a lot of fish or take a lot of cod liver oil. Here's the problem. The fact is all fish in the world today are contaminated. Contaminated with toxins, primarily polychlorinated biphenols. 
there's a worldwide ban on these chemicals in, uh, announced in 2001. Uh, they thought they were inert, but we now know they're to be neurotoxins, carcinogens, endocrine disruptors. So when you get a fish oil product that's extracted from the fish, those PCBs are in the same fish oil product. And so you have a real corundum now. Uh, I can give the omega-3 fatty acids in a more concentrated form, but I'm getting now high levels of these uh, toxins, these PCBs. I'm walking, you know, spitting into the wind. <laughs> it's a very dangerous game to play. So that the real secret is to reduce the levels of these omega-3, uh, um, reduce the levels of the PCBs as you increase the levels of the omega-3 fatty acids. So now you have something that's highly, almost weapons-grade fish oil, highly potent, but incredibly pure. Now it's safe for the first time to use at high, very high levels. And that's what we've been doing over the last 20 years, using this type of weapons-grade fish oil to demonstrate in a wide number of disease states, but primarily in neurological conditions, that you can see almost what they call remarkable, miracle-like cures. They're not miracle-like cures. You're allowing the body, giving it the right dietary tools to make the right hormones that basically finish the healing process. And where would someone listening, where would you recommend they find these products? Well, uh, if you're looking for very high high purity, you probably won't find them in the health food store. Right. Uh, or the supermarket. Which is kind of, you know, it's a little bit of an oxymoron, right? Because we think that the health food store stuff should be healthy. You know, just like they sell essential oils at the health food store. And, you know, they're just, they're not, they're not high grade. And so I can see where people are very deceived by that. Well, be because, again, that um, uh, people are led to believe all fish oils are the same. Uh, but the fact they're not, of, you know, it's potency and purity. Uh, and, again, there are very, very, uh, you know, few oils that exist. And many of the pharmaceutical-grade oils, which are classified as drugs, basically don't have the purity standards that I would look for for basically neurological conditions. So you have to kind of look very hard. And a good rule of thumb is, you know, you know asking a manufacturer, what's your upper limits of polychlorinated biphenols? They'll usually say, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Second aspect, for a health food grade, it's about maybe a, should be about 90 nanograms per gram. Of, so what does that mean? That's like one drop of water in a five Olympic-sized swimming pools. Now, the oil that we use in our studies is about 100 times lower uh, potency or lo- lower uh, amounts of these PCBs because there's, there's a law in California that says that you can basically, or the state law says, you should take no more, uh, consume more than 90 nanograms of PCBs per day. When you go to a health food store, that's about one capsule of omega-3 fatty acids. Now, that's maybe about oh, 300 to 500 milligrams. Okay, not bad for you know consuming nothing, but nowhere near the levels you need to reduce neuroinflammation. So mm-hmm. to basically use those higher levels, you have to look for incredibly pure oils because you, you don't want to, these PCBs are like the Roach Motel. Once they check into your body, <laughs> yeah. <check out. laughs> so so it's, it's a real corundum for uh, uh, patients to basically say, how do I find out? You know, ask, ask the manufacturer, what are your levels of PCBs? They should be below five. I said, that's impossible. Ideally, we like to have them under two. And that's the ones we make. 
They're under two. They're the, the highest purity because we have spent 20 years working on new technologies to remove PCBs from uh, fish oils for the purpose of high-dose applications. Well, Dr. Seals, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I think, you know, there's so much confusion out there, you know, which diet should I be on? Which is the right diet for my brain health? And, you know, the supplements. Um, I know we've had Dr. Michael Lewis on the podcast. I know know Michael very well. Yeah, yeah. He's also been on talking about the omega-3s and how how important they are. And I'm sure your guys' work has... um, uh, brought you two together a lot. Over oh, the yes, years. yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's such an important topic. It's, it's very confusing. Um, you know, your book makes it very simple for people to follow. Um, and, and just a side note, I do, I have your book linked in the show notes. So if anyone wants to find that on Amazon, it is in my show notes. Um you know, and the whole, the purity of the oil is just so incredibly important. And, you know, the average person, I think, goes to the health store or Walmart or GNC um, vitamin shop. Um, and that's not where you're going to get the oils that you need and for the proper dosage and, and the proper purity. So very important stuff. And we are just about out of time, but I do want to ask if there's any final words you have for our listeners, final thoughts of wisdom. Well, I, I think the whole uh, concept of the, my book, The Resolution Zone, is ushering out really a new way of how we view medicine. Is it because that we, have, we are drug deficient or is it because our healing process, our natural internal healing process, is blocked? I, I, I opt for the latter. And say mm-hmm. in the book we show how the diet is an incredible drug if used correctly, if used correctly to optimize this natural healing response we all carry. Scientifically, it's called the resolution response. If we can activate that, there's no part of human experience that cannot be dramatically improved. That's the, that's the, uh, the really the key take-home lesson. And the book gives you, again, a step-by-step format of saying, what is this resolution response, and how do I get into the zone where basically that gives me the data Basically, there are the, the the qualifications say I've done everything in my power to optimize my body's natural healing response. But in many ways, it's going back to beginning some medicine when Hippocrates said the goal of medicine is to prevent disease. And how do we do that? By basically healing the damage caused by any injury. It's taken mm-hmm. us 2,500 years to understand the power of that statement with new science just coming on board. Mm. Yeah. Well, Dr. Seals, thank thank you so much for being here and taking the time to share your knowledge with our listeners. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And just another reminder, you can find the link to Dr. Barry Seals' book in the show notes. And just another big thank you to our sponsor, the Functional Neurology Center. You can find them online at the FNC.com. And again, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And be sure to join Amy's TBI tribe on Facebook. Thank you all for listening. And thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone. And I will see you again next time. <music>